When I was three years old, I was obsessed with my older sister's pink tutu. Now, I don't quite recall the feeling of the elastic around my waist or the tool around me, but when I see pictures of me in nothing but a diaper in this tutu, I'm like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> my mom loves to tell the story of how I was wearing this tutu, running around the house, and then she gets to the part where she says that my father would hide it on the top shelf of a closet from me. Now, my mom would find me crying outside of this door because that's how much I love this tutu. And the advocate that she is and always will be for me, she opened the door and she would bring it back to me. A couple years later, around eight years old, I met Lindsay Wood in Wright River Junction, Vermont, and she had Barbies. I'm sure I'd seen them around and been interested in them, but she had up to 25 and more outfits and shoes than you could count, including a pink limousine with a jacuzzi in the back. <laughs> I was in love. I loved how they looked with the makeup and I could brush their hair and dress them up and just admire the beauty of a Barbie. At one point, she even kind of moved on from Barbies and she gave me this trunk full. I remember it was my ninth or 10th birthday and my grandparents were at my party as well as a bunch of my friends who knew that I love Barbies and I recognized the shape of a Barbie box from one of them and I felt shame. My grandfather had recently been disappointed I quit Cub Scouts. I grew up in a home where a father was hiding a tutu away from me, and I already at nine and 10 years old knew that they might be disappointed that I was being gifted a Barbie as a young man. My mom consoled me, I opened it, and my grandparents were surprisingly supportive, or they just didn't say anything, I don't quite remember. When I reached middle school and high school, that was the time where the pressures uh, of being more masculine, or rather actually trying to push away from my femininity, uh, occurred to me. So I started dating girls because everyone else was. I involved myself in theater still, but I recognized that when I spoke, boys and girls and teachers would, would look at me in a certain way that made me uncomfortable and feel guilty and ashamed in some way. So after high school, I had the pleasure of working for Disney World where I got to really explore, uh, you know, more of uh, a culture of expressing yourself and not being, you know, inhibited by high school students. Um, also getting to dress up and go to shows where you see drag. But it wasn't until I moved into Philly and I met a group of queers and joined a band and I was really discovering uh, what a community could be and look like in different gender variations and expression. I went to a show in West Philly, which is the Oakland, California, Philadelphia, called Miss West Philly Fabulous. And I saw this very different form of drag I had never seen before. These were people with body hair and beards and glitter in strange places. And I was immediately, immediately interested in doing it myself. My house actually then in South Philly, full of queers, decided to host a Miss South Philly Fabulous in response to this show. And they asked, hey, you gonna do it? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I had been involved in theater, so seemed like a fine fit. I tried out. I chose uh, the waitresses, I know what boys like, feeling very confident, apparently. 
I decided to have two people be in my number. I have my friend Noe dress up in boy drag and my friend Joe, who is a construction worker, be in as well. At this time, I love talking people into doing my numbers who had never even performed before. I had a cutout cardboard saxophone and I just created this ridiculous theatrical production for the first time I ever even tried to do this. It went really well. I worked at a nonprofit uh, thrift store called Philly AIDS Thrift, and I was a clothing manager there, and I was looking at this box and trying to decide on a name because I hadn't thought of one yet. And there was another show coming up, and I see this box, and in beautiful 70s style font was Golden Delicious. I was also a huge fan of retro and vintage, so it was very appealing. And growing up in Vermont, you're around a lot of apples. It just made sense. This is also where I got my first outfit. I wore a 90s ladies suit and a very flat bob and a silk nighty underneath for some reason. <laughs> Trying to feel the part, I suppose. And then I started involving myself in fundraisers, being asked to perform, and then that's when I recognized drag has a history of activism. And I was told stories by fellow queers and drag performers of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera and other people who had historically raised money and fought on the front lines for our community. These were also often trans women of color. And not every trans person is a drag queen and not every drag queen is a trans person. You can do some research on that of your own. And when I moved to Anchorage, I discovered an even broader community of that. I'm wearing a crown tonight representing the Imperial Court of All Alaska as Empress 46. <laughs> a fundraising organization. I also work at Identity Inc. And oftentimes, yeah, and oftentimes these become intersectional. I was nervous to move to Anchorage initially because I knew it of a red state. I, knew it to be very rural, this Arctic desert wasteland, that when my family was telling me I should move here, I said, why? <laughs> I was in New Orleans performing like the weirdo I am and having a great time. Why would I move to Anchorage? But I'm actually thankful every day that I had because I've never found such a family within my drag and within being a queer identified person. This family also work, yeah. This is a family that also works very hard for the community and we inspire each other and we work together to create more opportunities. And I am so blessed to not only have my family surrounding me here that supports what I do, but also drag performers and queers, including musicians who inspire us every day. And although I may not have been born a drag queen, I was definitely born to wear a crown of some kind. Thank you.